Centers are a great way to differentiate learning in your classroom. Do collaborative work with students, test prep, and review and enrich the learning that is already taking place in your lessons. However, all of this is only possible if you have all of your ducks in a row and everything organized. Setting up centers in a way that is easy for your students to follow and for you to maintain is going to be vital for the overall center success in your classroom. In today's episode, I'm going to share five do's for easily setting up your centers. On to the episode. Welcome to the Teaching Made Easy podcast, where it's all about simple systems that actually work so you can finally teach and give your students bigger impact in their learning. Teaching is hard, y'all, but what if I told you that sometimes we make it harder than it has to be? I'm Farah, CEO of Farah Henley Education and host of the Teaching Made Easy podcast. I've been an educator for almost 25 years, and to say I've seen a thing or two is an understatement. I know how much you pour your heart and soul into your students and your classroom, and I want to help you find some simple ways to have a bigger impact without breaking the bank or spending all your free time focused on school. You don't have to be a Pinterest teacher to be a great teacher, and that is what this podcast is all about. So grab your favorite beverage, head out on that walk, or just soak the day away in a bubble bath. But sit back and let's enter the world of teaching made easy. Hey there, educational rock stars. Welcome back to this week's episode. I hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. I hope that your March is off to a bang. I can tell you that March here at Fair Henley Education is off to a great start already better than February. Now, if you're a new show listener, we are so excited that you found us and we're happy to have you here. If you are a returning listener, we hope that you're continuing to get some great tips and strategies to take back into your classroom so that you can finally teach and have big impact without breaking the bank or spending all your time focused on school because that's what we're all about here at FHE. Now, before we dive into the details of today's episode, I do want to ask you a quick favor. One of our goals here at FHE is to have a huge impact on teachers and students across the globe. But in order to do that, visibility is a must. So reviews and ratings of our podcast actually allow us to have a greater impact on all of our listeners and their students, just like you, because reviews actually help platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify get the show in front of potential listeners that will benefit from what I share here each week. So if you would do us a favor and jump over to your podcast listening platform after the show and leave us a, a thoughtful review and let us know what you think of the tips and strategies that we share here on the show. We would love it ever so much and would be ever so grateful. And if you want to go even one step further, take a screenshot of yourself watching the, or watching, I say watching, you're listening to the podcast, but take a screenshot of yourself listening to the podcast, whatever you're doing while you're listening and tag us on social media. So on social media, you can tag us at Farrah Henley Education on all of the platforms and we want to see that because we love seeing and hearing from you guys about where you're listening to the podcast. We love to see that and we'll, we will actually uh, share that out on our own social medias as well. So we'll give you a shout out too. All right, let's dive in to today's content. 
Centers are a great way to differentiate your instruction. They're a great way to test prep. They're a great way to make sure that you're reviewing and getting enrichment in for skills that have already been taught. They are just fabulous all the way around in your classroom. There are some things that you're going to want to do to make sure that your centers are on point. Because while centers might be good for differentiation, for review and enrichment, if you don't have all your ducks in a row, they can be chaos. And so I want to share these five tips for you so that you can make sure that your centers are getting you the biggest impact that you possibly can and that they are going to work for your students and they are going to be easy for you to maintain and keep up with. So the first tip I want to share with you is plan out your centers. Now, this may seem so simple. Of course, you have to plan out your centers, but you would be surprised at how many teachers I coach that don't actually plan their centers. They just find activities to put into their centers. They don't really take, take a moment to really step back and actually plan their centers out. And so this is really crucial when you're setting up your centers. You're going to want to make sure that you plan the exact activities that are going to be in each center. If you're differentiating your instruction in your centers, you're going to want to plan out that differentiation. You're going to want to make sure that you plan for everything that your students are going to need. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in some other tips that I'm going to share with you as well. But make sure that you're planning those centers. T set time aside to look at your lesson plans from the previous weeks and think about what you can put into your centers. Now, like I always tell you, you need to make sure your centers are being used for review and enrichment. We're not putting anything that's on the lesson plan that week inside your centers. You're going to want to go back a few weeks and pick up review um, material from those weeks that you've already taught, and that's what you need to be putting in your centers. To help you with this, I have a great resource that I'm going to leave a link in the description for you to grab my free centers planner. And you're going to be able to grab that link and down in the description and I am, you can go download that and it is going to have a step-by-step -step plan for you to be able to plan out your centers, plan out your groups, everything when you're planning your centers. And the great thing is, is it's in digital and um, a a printable format. So you can actually edit it right on your computer and fill all of that out, or you can print it out. You can bind it. You can print it out each week and put it into your um, lesson planner so that you have that right there to go for you. So the second thing that I think you really need to focus on when you're setting up your centers is to make sure that you have a simple framework. So what does this mean? You're going to want to have a system for the way your students are going to rotate through centers. You're going to want to have a system for where your, where your students get supplies. You're going to want to make sure that you hit those big three, that consistency, that clarity, and um, that functionality. You're going to want to make sure that all three of those are hit. Make sure you've got clarity within your centers, that they're predictable activities your kids are going to know how to do, and they're not going to require you every time they do the activity to teach them a new way to do it. Make sure you've got the the, the functionality and you've got things set up to where they rotate in a certain order. It's a simple system to follow. Don't get complicated with this. I see so many center uh, rotation systems that are so complicated and they change every day. The kids don't know where they're supposed to be, where they're supposed to be working or anything. So make sure you've got that functionality and then consistency. When you have a simple framework, it is going to be easier for you to maintain consistency. And really consistency is what 
is going to make your centers start to flow like a well-oiled machine. So my third tip for making sure that you're setting your centers up successfully is to make sure you have unbreakable expectations. Now, I cannot stress this enough. Your students will rise to the level that you set. If you set that expectation down here, that's as far as they're going to go. If you set that expectation up here, now it might take you a little while to get them up to your expectation, but they will rise to the occasion. So once you have expectations for your centers set and in place, make sure you stick to it. Do not waver. You are going to want to make sure that you're setting those expectations. You're not breaking them. If you don't want them interrupting you at your center table, then you need to set that expectation and you need to stick to it. Have some simple things in place to make sure that common interruptions are taken care of. This is something that I go over in my program Learning Centers Made Easy, and I give you that step-by-step -step process of how I run my centers in my classroom, and I tell you exactly the systems that I put in place to make sure that my students have those simple interruptions and those common interruptions taken care of. So that is something that um, you might want to check out, and I will leave a link in the description for you to go check out and join the waiting list. So when that uh, program opens again for next year, you can get on there and you can get your centers right on track from the very, very beginning. So the next tip that I want to share with you, organize your materials. Now I talked about this last week. We went through how I organize my math and literacy centers, but I cannot stress this enough. You have to make sure your math and literacy centers are organized or you're not going to stick, keep up with it. I mean, think about it. If you're not organized, what happens? Chaos ensues. You're not keeping up with it. You decide that it's too much work. You're not sure what centers you're going to put into your activities. And this goes back to planning because when you start to plan your centers, if you're not organized, then planning your centers is going to be a nightmare. Planning your centers really shouldn't take that much time but it's not gonna, it's gonna be very, very difficult if you don't already have them organized. So you're gonna need things like the iris boxes and the Ziploc bags and make sure you're laminating everything. Make sure you have it all organized and ready to go when you sit down and plan your centers so that it is so simple and easy to make sure you have everything running right. This is going to go a long way when you're setting up those centers for success. So the fifth tip that I wanna share with you is to make sure you're grouping your students in groups that are going to work. Now, there are two ways that you can group your students. You can group them homogeneously or you can group them heterogeneously. I personally prefer to group my students um, homogeneously so that they are on the same level or working on the same skills or about the same skills. The reason I do this is it makes it really simple when I'm running my small groups and my students are rotating through my teacher table I myself am one of the center stations and they rotate through me and I can put them in their reading groups or their math groups and they very easily rotate through me. So that's why I prefer to group homogeneously. Some teachers prefer to group heterogeneously to where they might have uh, students that are a little bit higher working with students that are on a little bit lower or behind a little bit on some of the skills because then those higher students can help those lower students. But I find it's easier if my students stick with their reading or math groups and then they just rotate through me. That's something that I've been doing forever and ever and ever. And that's just some that's just my preferred way of doing it. I am so passionate. I know it seems like such a simple thing to be passionate about math and literacy centers, 
But listen, nobody taught us how to do this in school. And for 25 years, well, almost 25 years, math and literacy centers have been the my favorite, absolute favorite thing about my classroom. And I never understood when I would go in to do coaching with other teachers or observe other teachers. Um, I never understood why math and literacy centers were so difficult. But then it, it, as I got to talking to more teachers, I realized, one, we're not taught how to do this in school. Two, they just basically say, yeah, you'll just do centers. And you're like, okay, but, but what does that mean? Go to Pinterest and you're going to find 15 million different ways that people are doing centers because nobody taught us how to do it. And so I thought, well, I have a system that I've been using for 20 years that's so simple. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate things. Can we just, can I get an amen? Can I get a yes, that's me? And that, or am I the only one? Surely I'm not the only one that tends to overcomplicate things. Like if it's simple, then something must be wrong. That is that how am I the only one whose brain works that way? But literally sinners do not have to be complicated. They can be so super, super stinking simple. And that's kind of our motto here is to keep it stinking simple. Setting up your sinners is going to be crucial for center success. And I hope that these five tips have helped you figure out a way to set up your centers so that they not only work for your students and give your students an easy to complete um, center rotation system, but also are going to help you maintain consistency and help you keep up with running your centers in your classroom. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find all the links mentioned in today's episode by clicking the link in the description to jump over to the show notes. I know your time is valuable as a teacher, and I am honored that you chose to spend a piece of it with me. Help other teachers like you find the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when new episodes are available. Thanks again for listening, and most importantly, keep being educational rock stars.